Well, folks, having come back from a very relaxing holiday, <laughs> we call it a, a working holiday, but we thank God for bringing us back to MCC. It has been a long four weeks, and we missed you guys a lot. Last week, I felt like my arm was being twisted and I was being asked to do something I really didn't feel like I should. So I have to make an announcement. I give up. <laughs> and we're going back home. When, Katie? No. We have a date set. As soon as I finish this next assignment, we will leave. Mark me to my word. We're just starting on Revelation, <laughs> the book of Revelation. And I don't know whether that will take us 10 or 15 years, Dave says. One verse each Sunday. <laughs> well, that's about what we have parsed out this morning. We actually have eight verses. And I'm really, I'm starting to get a sense of, yes, yes. Let's do it. We need your help, the Lord's help, and we need each other to get through this book and to really understand what God has called us to as his people here in Kichijoji as well as Tokyo and the rest of Japan and the rest of the world. And so we don't have our heads in the clouds, but we do have our eyes fixed to the clouds. And that's what we're talking about this morning. We're going to be looking at the first eight verses of chapter one, the revelation of Jesus Christ. These eight verses kind of set the tone for what will follow in the next 20 plus chapters. We need to understand that this isn't just a book that equals or is on the same level as, say, Star Wars, or even a more recent movie set of the, uh, the Avengers. Okay, I have not seen that. And in fact, I don't recommend that you go see it. Because I believe that that film, that movie, and the series of it are exactly opposite to what we are going to study here. And if you have seen it, or you are energized by it, I would ask you to watch more carefully what this message is about. And look in the Word of God, which is the true portrayal of God's vengeance. God's declaring who He is, what His church is, who His church is, and we need to look at this in that context. Not what the world feeds us, but what the Word of God feeds us as we look into this passage. We're going to be reading this passage several times through this morning. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants, the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel, to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ 
even to all he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace. From him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood and he has made us to be a kingdom, priest to his God and Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Lord, help us now to understand what we have just read. For each one of us, that we would have insight into this as we go through this passage this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. First point is, uh, and a challenge to us, is for us to focus on Jesus Christ. This book, more than any other, may seem to confuse the issue. But if we, right from the get-go, set our minds and our hearts and our spirits to seeing that this book, probably more than any other book in the New Testament, is for us to focus on Jesus Christ. Now that's a pretty bold statement to make that I just made. When you consider Romans, when you consider the Gospel of John, when you consider the other letters to the churches, this is probably next to the book of Hebrews, which we just finished, is probably the least read, least understood by the common man and woman who call themselves Christians. So I'm challenging you this morning that as we go through this book, this letter to the seven churches, this revelation of Jesus Christ, that we really learn how to focus on who Jesus Christ really is. Who is the real Jesus Christ? That's the issue. So we've, we've had a lot of teaching and ideas but have we really focused on who he really is? Not the baby in the manger. Not the little boy in the temple. Not the one who submitted himself to his mother and father for almost 30 years. And then the word of God begins to be spread by him. And for three short years, he walked with 12 men and other men and women who followed. Who is this Jesus Christ? 
And how does it relate to the whole concept of God as the the God who created heaven and earth? These are big ideas. These are more than just watching a movie and having the wits scared out of you. This is reality. This is actually what is happening right now. And I think we need to then understand we are being called to a very high calling. And we need to walk carefully. We need to prepare our own hearts to receive this word so that it really develops in us not a fearful fear, but a reverent fear of who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ really is. And what is my connection? What is our connection as the church of God? The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is this word revelation? What do we understand by the word revelation? Well, we can break it down into a shorter word, to reveal, to admit that there was something hidden that needs to be brought out to our knowledge that there is more than just, I'm having a, a revelation of what this is all about. No, it is deeper than that. It goes to the heart of, I'm truly embracing for myself and for my life and for my lifestyle, a relationship with this man, Jesus Christ. Really what we're seeing is the curtain is being pulled back and we're allowed to look into those things that are mysterious. How many of you like a mystery? You know, we think of mystery as being something that is being hidden and you don't want or it's not going to be revealed. But you know, the real meaning of mystery is to reveal. This revelation of Jesus Christ is God's desire to give us the whole picture. It's not to hide something from us, but to open it up and let us see more of the picture of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us and for this globe we're standing on. Okay, come at it from that direction that he's telling us the truth. And he's revealing these things. And so as we go along, I I trust it'll be, whoa, boing, I have an idea. I understand this. I hope that there's lots of boings that go on in these next week in our minds where lights turn on. And we get something and we're excited about it because we're focused on who Jesus Christ is, the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it for the time is near. I think this is the only book in the Bible that there comes with a specific blessing for us. It's not just, oh, it's good to read the Bible. But this book has a special blessing for all of us as we read, as we hear, and as we heed the things that we talk about in truth, in what is reality, and not just something that's made up, not just in the mind of the author. It is in the mind of Father God, who knows all things and has put it down for us today to look at and to understand what God's intention is for this earth. And more than any other time in the history of man, this is critical for his church to understand this book. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, where are we? (laughs) We're in Asia. Wow. Grace to you and peace. We need it. From him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Jesus Christ, our Savior, a faithful witness, as he hung, on the cross. He said to Nicodemus, if I be lifted up, I will... Wow. Jesus was a prophet. He knew his purpose of why he hung on the cross. It wasn't just for those people gathered around on that mountain, Mount Moriah, fulfilling hundreds of years of prophecy through Abraham and Isaac. It wasn't just for that era. And we seem to think that Jesus is fixed in that time capsule. No. No. He's the God of the universe. And this was the plan for the entire history of man. The faithful witness. The firstborn from the dead. Katie asked me this morning, don't ignore the firstborn of the dead. Just bring it out again so that we really know what that means. The firstborn of the dead. Okay, who can tell me? Mel, can you tell me what that's all about? What is the firstborn of the dead? The firstborn of the dead is because he's born of woman. It's to do with first fruits, brought up the first one to be earthly and then have a glorified body, as I see it. The firstborn of the dead. He was slain from the beginning of the world, for the foundation of the world. So he is the firstborn of the dead, was and will be. Yeah, okay. 
Bingo, you got it. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Did you get that? He was better than Adam. Adam was the first man. But Jesus Christ was the firstborn of who? Of Mary? He entered into our humanity through Mary, but he died. And then what happened? He arose from the dead. Did you know that you will not escape this planet without dying? All of us are going to go through this process. But Jesus Christ, he ascended to the Father, a living being. And that's the way we will go. He opened up the way for us. He opened up the womb. He was the firstborn. And the rest of us follow in his line as we believe in him. We have life. This body may die, but my spirit is alive. Same with you as you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are a living being for eternity. You are an eternal being. Praise God. Let's read on. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood, and he has made us to be a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What we did this morning in worship and praise was an action from our hearts in worshiping him and praising him. But it is just a blip in time compared to what we're talking about for him to be the glory and the dominion forever and ever belonging to him. And the word is amen. So be it. Truly, truly, that is what our condition is. And this is what the condition is of our present worship and praise in this place. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. And you'll see there is a cross-reference there that I'll read in Daniel 7, 13 to 14. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. And he came up to the Ancient of Days, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. That is our hope. That is our trust. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him. Every eye will see Jesus Christ. Even those who pierced him at that day around the cross. But not just they who pierced him. We also with our own sins have pierced through. And that soldier that pierced his side at the point of death is a picture of us and our sin and the reason why he died. 
even those who pierced him will see him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. I am the A to Z. Wow, amazing. And we are waiting for his soon return. That is where we live right now. That is where the apostles lived then. That is where Christians throughout the ages have had their expectation, waiting for his soon return. You know what? I'll talk about age again. We may feel like we have lived a long time. And some of you younger ones might think, oh man, he's really old. If you are 20 years old, you may think, wow, it took a long time to get to 20. I can hardly wait until I'm 25. It seems like an eternity. You know what? I'm almost 80, and it went like just like that. I don't look at myself as, whoa, I've been around a long time. No. I think of myself, what happened? Time is, well, we have the saying in English, and you probably have it in Japanese too, time flies. Time does fly. And you know what? For generations, people have been waiting for his soon return. And you know, it's going to be like that. And he'll be here. And we have the opportunity right now in this time capsule that we're in to give our praise and our worship to him who is coming soon. And we're not tired of waiting for him. It is a joy to wait for him. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservant, the things which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it. For the time is near. Jesus is coming sooner than you think. The time is near. And like Izumi's mother, who in her time of weakness could just nod, yes, I believe in Jesus. That's all it takes, is acknowledging who he is. Yes, of confessing and acknowledging that we need a Savior, and his name is Jesus. And that is a comfort to us. It's a comfort to Izumi and to her credit, but also to the mercy and the grace of God in her mother's life. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who have pierced him. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. 
This is repeated in this in these eight verses several times. And then he says in verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And lastly, participate in his blessing. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bond servants. We are his servants. We are his slaves. We are his ambassadors. We are his people. We are his church. The things which must soon take place, and he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven churches who are before the throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, to him who loves us, to him who knows everything about us, but he loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. And he has made us to be a kingdom. Wow. That is what we have as priests to his God and Father. That is our occupation. That is our position. You may have just been promoted in your job. You may have just received a job that is a very responsible one. Some of you graduates may have just got a job. But you had one before. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Oh, we missed it. We didn't understand who he was. So is it to be. And that's what the meaning of amen is. So be it. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Focus on him. Focus on Jesus Christ. Wait for his soon return. Participate in his blessing. The Lord bless you and give you an understanding of what our focus is going to be in the months ahead of us as we look at who our Savior is. May your hearts be encouraged. May you know that the end is glorious. And who wins? He does. 
He's already won the battle. We're acting it out. We're living it out for his praise and his glory. And what a privilege we have in these last days. What a privilege it is. God bless you, each one. Father, we thank you for what you have given us of your revelation, of your son. You haven't hidden him from us. You haven't played hide-and-go-seek with us. You've been up front, and these scriptures are thousands of years old, and we see them unfolding in our lifetime. Give us faith to believe, faith to move ahead, whatever the situation is in our lives right now, that our faith will be strong, unshaken. We know whom we have believed. You are worthy. You are worthy. Lord Jesus, amen.